Welcome to episode 47 of the Gratitude and Grit podcast. Nick, how are we doing today? I'm awesome. How are you? Good. Uh, before we kind of get into the topic, just a couple of housekeeping items. Um, one, you guys made an announcement about the uh, Open yes. this year and kind of the approach that we're taking yep. uh, this year with that. So you want to expand on that? Yeah, the CrossFit Open starts March 11th. At KCI, we do an intramural style open and that what that means it's a team-based celebration of fitness Uh, it is competitive in nature the the open is a a competitive aspect of CrossFit but we like to be competitive and and have fun and just celebrate our community celebrate our our fitness um, kind of all at the same time so we put the names in a hat we come up with teams We've assigned a point structure to a lot of different things, not just doing the workout or doing it scaled or RX or all the, you know, the normal workout things. And we give out points for uh, a ton of different stuff through the course of the open, which is three weeks this year. Historically, it's been five weeks. So that's a change for us and and everybody in the open is a worldwide uh, event that that CrossFit uh, does. So, um, we look forward to it. It's honestly, it's a great way to bring people together through the community, people that are veteran athletes that have been around four five, six years and people who have been around four weeks or four days. Um, it's really something that everybody can get into. I think one of the most important things and for us, one of our values is just the relationships that we have with people. Um, in the gym and through the gym. And this is a great way to grow some new ones, develop deeper ones, um, and just have, just have fun. You know, the, this time of year for many of us, I'm raising my hand, but many of us, this is like a down season where it's cold. I mean, it's like zero degrees out. Right. And, and it just is, you don't have a lot to look forward to and it's, it's just cold. So this is, gives us something to look forward to. Um, and it starts in a month. And I think we also have several new members, you know, over the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a great opportunity for them to do it because it is more fun than it is working out. Totally. Um, especially with the intramural style. Yeah. You know, that last year that was a lot of fun and, you know, all the little games inside the games that we play mm-hmm. was a lot of fun and yeah. it's definitely a good way to get them tuned with the culture Yep. really quickly. So yeah, it's, Totally. Exactly. It gets you in tune with the culture. I like the way that you put that because it, it gives you put some stakes on your on your workouts, but it adds an element of just challenge and uh, camaraderie. Um, you mentioned the three three weeks instead of five weeks. I've seen Castro post a little bit, you know, so the equipment list is minimal or it's, yep. you know, jump rope and dumbbell and all that stuff. Have you guys looked into that anymore or read any more about it as far as you know, we did a podcast, what was that, uh, four or five episodes ago where we talked about the open and kind of the open prep and stuff. Yep. Any insight or thoughts on kind of what you think is going to be coming up? Yeah. Uh, actually there was a a CrossFit town hall with the CEO and, uh, Dave Castro today. Uh, honestly, um, there are multiple divisions to do the open and again, it's not just being able to do the workouts on the whiteboard. There are a ton of different workout options. Um, one of those is a, uh, found, I think they call it foundations or fundamentals where it's 
really dialed in and it's geared specifically toward either someone who has never done CrossFit or who's brand new, but then they also have an at-home version, which is effectively equipment-free. Um, and Castro said that will be truly equipment-free, short of essentially a PVC or a, a dowel or a curtain rod or, or what something. So you can guess that there will be some sort of pressing or squatting or something. But um, So that he did say that today on that um, was it town hall. They called it a town hall. And so then for the intramurals, will you guys kind of have a, a couple few layers of that? Will you have like the, will you have the at home workout or will it just be scaled RX? So in the gym, we will be doing the, the scaled, uh, we'll be doing the RX scaled and let's call it customized, uh, versions of the workouts. You know, some people who are rehabbing an injury or something who aren't, wouldn't necessarily even be able to do a scaled, we can still modify the workouts at per normal, you know, come in any normal day and we can customize these workouts. So we've got that. Um, but anybody at home, um, could do the at home workout and be part of our teams. Um, or honestly, if we identify or if someone identifies right now, I can't, I'm drawing a blank if anybody would do this, but they could do the fundam- fundamentals workout. They could do that, uh, in the gym as well. So, uh, really it's kind of, choose your own adventure, um, more so than it's been in years past, which I think as far as being super inclusive, you know, they've got, even got an adaptive, uh, division this year for not only the open, but I believe that's going to the games. They have an adaptive division that's going to the games, which is super cool. Um, so yeah, it's choose your own adventure. You know, you come and you come and play and, and bust your butt and do whatever workout you can do. Yep. Uh, second piece of housekeeping was Matt Frazier retired. Yeah. We never, we haven't talked, I haven't actually talked about it with anybody at the gym, (laughs) which was like, you know, huge news, but we haven't talked about it. So any thoughts on that? Um, personal thoughts. Why not retire on the top? Uh, I totally respect that. Um, but he could have came back, I think, and retire. I think he could have very easily got six. Yeah. I, I think he's, yeah, I'm so curious, that, like, is he, does he, does he see himself as like pinnacled or cause we, I, I'd say you and I or others see him as man, he's still upward trajectory. Yeah. Um, so from where we sit, I agree. I think he could have done a sixth in a row or not in a row, but six total. Um, is it six in a row? Yeah. yeah he's in five been, in a row. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it, maybe it makes sense to him. Maybe there's other stuff behind the scenes we don't know. You know, I know he's got some programming coming out and other stuff, but, um, yeah, listening to, so he's done a lot more podcasts over the last six weeks, Yeah, six weeks to eight weeks. So hindsight, he still didn't reveal anything much in those, but he's just doing a little bit more talking, a little bit more perspective. So that was interesting. Obviously his post on retirement was pretty Mm -hmm. cool how he laid it out and, you know, and then on Instagram he was posting last night and stuff. So you could kind of see it working, but you know, I thought two years ago, like Noah Olson was going to give him a run for the money. And then this year, like Noah wasn't even part of the deal really. No. And then, um, Modernos, um, Justin Modernos, I think was like maybe, you know, the next guy, but yeah, I was surprised that he hung it up so quickly. Um, 
and I thought he could have definitely padded his stats one more time. And yeah, because Tia should be back, and so then they kind of got their thing going. So I don't know. I was surprised, but De- yeah, I'd definitely say surprised. I don't know really anybody that just looks at it from the outside looking in and be like, oh yeah, that doesn't surprise me. But yeah, I was totally surprised. I mean, it to me it tells me he's got like something has to be drawing him away, right? Yeah. It's not just like, hey, I'm going to retire and sit there. Like this type of person, he's, he has to do something. So something has to be drawn him pretty powerfully to move away from the competitive aspect of it, which that's cool. I mean, shoot, you know, I don't know. Like one of the thoughts that crossed my mind, I mean, how many pro athletes have retired and come back? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Rich did this. Rich retired and then came back a year or two later and, yeah. team and now he's dominating teams um i mean michael jordan retired and came you know he did a bunch of things he yeah. played baseball and then he came back to basketball and i definitely had that thought and uh yeah and definitely maybe with like a little bit of a marketing and teamed up with nike and stuff that uh, yes i'm i'm a skeptic but uh yeah i thought the exact same thing so yeah it was interesting i wasn't expecting it when i opened up instagram yeah. whatever that was this week or it, Last week, I wasn't expecting to see that uh, no, announcement. definitely not. I mean, from a, a marketing standpoint, too, like CrossFit, I, I think they've, I don't know how to run a pro sport and, and market it, but they need to step up and market other people because he is such a, a face and a name. Yeah. I mean, you, Eric Rosa was probably, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like they're, he's they're, like, you, I just bought CrossFit and now you're leaving. Yeah. My number one, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, moneymaker essentially yeah. is, is leaving. So Although I think the games will be super, super interesting without him because it's, it's all very, very close. I mean, he's such far out there, but they don't, it doesn't have this like na- big name appeal. There's right. a, so unless you're in the CrossFit bubble that we are, you know, you're going to see, you're not going to turn on CBS or whoever their contract is with and be like, oh yeah, I've heard of this yeah, guy. He's yep. really good. Like yep. no one's heard of Noah Olson. Like your neighbor hasn't, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. To be continued. Yep. Um, all right. So the topic of today, I wanted to kind of just get your thoughts. I was listening to a podcast with, uh, um, Adam Grant. He hosts a work life podcast. That's pretty good. And he had on JJ Abrams, the director, um, and movie maker. And they were just talking about, how business has changed during the pandemic and speaking mainly from the movie industry, obviously with JJ Abrams. And so it's like, well, this is interesting. So I was like, okay, let's talk about CrossFit and how maybe we see things changing. You know, what have we learned in the last year? And it could be KCI focused, but it could also be, you know, United States focused. Like, um, Ben Bergeron just posted last night on Instagram and, and they're working out inside, but they have plastic everywhere. So they, he made like PVC barriers between like each station is a station. And so, you okay. know, before that they were outside, yeah. you know what I mean? So I think we have it pretty good. Um, but yeah. if you're in California or you're in a, you know, populated city or, yeah. you know, a very urban environment, then they're definitely not working out in a gym. Yep. So what's, you know, what do you think of something like that? And, and have you given much thought as far as, will that, do you see that sticking around a little bit? As far as like those physical barriers, maybe the, the physical barriers, the yeah. tape on the floor, the, yeah, the PVC up. I've, I didn't see that. That's interesting. Um, 
No, I, I don't see it sticking around. Um, have anything from like a cleanliness, obviously we want to be cleaner yeah. going forward, but like just from, you know, listening to the community, you know, is there anybody like, Hey, I really like this aspect of it, or I really like my private space or I want my own barbell mm-hmm. or anything like that. Not so much that the cleanliness for sure. Um, I, I see that sticking around. And I see that as a lasting change or a, a lasting, like, let's call it leveling up of CrossFit gyms in general. Um, I'm honestly, one thing I, I pride KCI on is, is our cleanliness even before this, um, organization and cleanliness. Um, I'll put those two kind of in a, you know, similar folder, but I think it's been an awakening for let's call it the gym industry, but CrossFit in general. I mean, if, if you've been around the block long enough, CrossFit has this kind of the, the box, the dirty, dingy warehouse space vibe. Um, and I think that reckoning has come where people realize, man, I was really not keeping this place as clean as I could or definitely should. Um, so so that, I think, will be a big change for certain. Did, did we change much? No, but I, I think the community has embraced a higher level of cleanliness and respect for personal space. Um, yeah. And the other thing would just be, so if you're planet fitness, you're going to, you know, do your own treadmill mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but you know, your own treadmill, then you're going to go over to the bench and you're going to do your own bench and then you're going to go over and do yeah. this area. Well, CrossFit, we might be on the rig, on the floor, on the bike, mm-hmm. on the rower, you know, so you can't quite do that. Yeah. And so I didn't, you know, that's where you're not having those isolated spaces. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I think, you know, Planet Fitness, like, or, or any of the a bigger box gym, it's like, hey, I'm going to go, I go, I'm doing chest day. So I'm going to go the bench press, the pec deck. I'm going to go do a set of dumbbells. So I ain't like I'm rotating between those three and shoot, man, I don't know if you've ever, you know, last time you stepped in a big box gym, but when I was a member, I like, did you clean your stuff down afterwards? Unless you were like sweating, which not very many people sweat a ton, you know, doing the machines. But, um, so now I'm, I'm, I'd be curious what they're doing as far as like an individual's responsibility of cleaning, right? Like, is it the staff, you know, is the staff chasing people around those gyms with, Clorox wipes and, and wiping down the machines right. after every use or, or are people taking a little bit of ownership in their own uh, cleanliness. And again, the, the respect for personal space Do people take some ownership there. Um, I, I'd, I'd say it's more like we have a higher propensity of uh, that ownership in a CrossFit gym because, because of the relationships and the connections and, and the, the community that we have, like where we are looking out for each other. You know, if, if you're the random guy at, you know, on the pec deck, <laughs> you know, after me, like whatever, man, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not, I don't gonna, care about you. I, I don't care about you. You know, my yeah. headphones are in and I don't even know that you're coming behind me. Yeah. So <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask what the pec deck was, but I'll just, the pec deck, do you know where you sit up and you're, 
Yeah, I don't know okay. if people are listening to this, but, <laughs> yeah, but, but doing like the, yeah, like the, the auto. The chest, yeah, it's like a chest, uh, seated chest fly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they got different handle positions, and you can. Check. Yeah. Peck deck. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I was, yeah, for, for people listening, I was just doing the peck deck motion <laughs> for Brad. <laughs> um, so we've had several new members. So as you've gotten new members, have any of them said, hey, are you doing X, Y, and Z? Yeah. Uh, it, for the most part, it is discussed even before they come into the gym. Um, whether that's through email communication or a phone call, um, we're about 50, 50 people will call or schedule a phone call with, with me or with a coach through the website or something, um, before they come into the gym and you got, everybody has questions before they do CrossFit for the first time. So, um, yeah, it is a big question. Uh, what are you doing? Um, and what are, what aren't you doing? I guess, um, you know, obviously it's something that you've got to. We just be straightforward with people and um, tell them what we're doing and why we're doing it. And um, I, I don't think that's. I don't know. I guess it, it may have deterred a, a couple people, or it it actually has. I've I've had some people inquire and say, you know what, I'm. I'm just inquiring now because I'm going to want to come into a gym, but I'm not ready just yet. Yeah. So, um, so are they asking for like dedicated stations? Have you gotten that question? No, not specifically. Just, um, how's your gym set up and what are you doing to, what are you doing from a safety standpoint really is kind of the big, the generic, generic question. Yeah. The generic question. Like, what does it look like? You know, people don't know again when people have never been inside of a, CrossFit gym, it's like, it's hard to, you know, it's really hard to picture it. I mean, we've, you know, everybody listening or most people listen to this podcast, we forget what, or maybe you don't forget, but you forget what that looks and feels like. You're like, I don't even know what it's going to look like yeah, or feel like to walk into this big open space. You know, like you tell me, Hey, what does a planet fitness look like? And I've been in one once in my life, but I could, I could probably draw you a pretty good picture of it. People don't know that about CrossFit. So they just ask, what is this like? Yeah, and even just dropping in other boxes, you yeah. I mean, they're all set up completely different. Exactly. Yeah. So um from KCI CrossFit standpoint, from last March to now, has the um membership thing kind of ebbed and flowed, gone up and down a little bit, or mm-hmm. what would you say on that? Yeah. Uh overall we're down from last year. Um you know what, let me, I would call it, we're probably even by the numbers or actually maybe slightly up, but last year at this time we didn't have a kids program. So I throw kids into the the mix and I don't have an exact number of how many kids versus how many adults. Um, so adult wise, let's just say we're flat, meaning no growth, you know, um, that includes a handful of people that have said, we love KCI. We love the community. I can't wait to get back, dot, dot, dot. Right. Um, so, you know, considering those people in the mix, yeah. And honestly, I feel, and ask any of our coaches, ask Christine, um, but man, that's such, it's such a statement of our community, um, of just the amazingness of the community and the gratitude, you know, of the people that have been in the door. You know, we did have, um, Quite a people, quite a few people join last year, but we had quite a few people leave too. It's not like 
we didn't have any new members and you know we, it wasn't a static thing but there was there was a lot of people that came in and there was a lot of, a lot of people that left and you know 12 months 12 months ago or we're pretty much at the same position we were um, now I would say that we have grown because we're we have a more fully developed kids program now um, and those kind of those kids memberships are tacked onto the the numbers that I that I look at so kids program would be a good one but as an entrepreneur what other you know thoughts ideas have you guys wrestled with or you know what can you do to increase that yeah have you guys come up with any things obviously you haven't implemented because it's really not much different yep but i've you know from the community of crossfit or whatever have you guys come up with any crazy ideas to so from a from an industry standpoint um a handful of things stick out as as far as what's really what has COVID-19 or what has the past 12 months really brought to light and, and how have, how have gyms thrived or succeeded um, in light of that? Um, some have really dug into personal training where you schedule a time with a coach and you come into the gym and there's, it's you and the coach, or maybe there's like, you know, I don't know, eight people in the gym total, right? But it's a one-on-one interaction and not a group interaction. Um, that has been a model that, that some people have adopted and have done really well with. Uh, others have done really well with like a remote coaching, um, like online. You know, if you're working out in your garage, I check in with you every day or a few times a week or whatever that is, and I give you, know, I give you the workouts and they're customized to you and it's a remote coaching sort of membership Uh, a lot of gyms have found success with with that as well Um, I wouldn't say a lot that I've seen but it has been successful I'd say they're outliers that people have done and transitioned into some sort of video streaming like live you know you essentially pull up a YouTube live or something and Mm. it's like workout along with like a Peloton. Like or, a Peloton. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like a Peloton style. Um, some people have succeeded with it. I don't know if that's something that they're going to continue or how long they want to continue that, but uh, it's it's impressive to see from a distance. Um, so, yeah, the, the, those are kind of the, the biggest three of like, hey, how have people turned this? And that's a good way to set it up because I think the question where I was going with that a little bit is the home gym Mm -hmm. and whether it's Peloton, whether it's the new mirror thing, whatever the hell that thing is, the glass, the glass thing, whatever, um, (laughs) are even the CrossFit home gym, you know, rogue post a thousand pictures on Instagram Mm -hmm. of the home gym and all that stuff. So everyone's gone and bought a home gym. So, you know, do you see CrossFit, you know, KCI CrossFit a year from now where you have, 200 members, but only, you know, hundred members come to the mm-hmm. the gym and you have a hundred online members that are paying you right. know, half cost or a quarter of the cost or something like to that. To be at home. Yeah. To be at home. Do you, do you see that model? Personally, um, and for our business and for our passion, no. Um, cause it goes against everything that we talk about on this podcast about culture, right? right? We talked about that numerous yep. times. But that, and then Matt Frazier launching his new workout program, you know, and they all, you know, CrossFit Mayhem has theirs. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of see it, 
but it's like, is that really going to work? Yeah. I don't know. I'm a little, it so, seems to be the new thing though. Yeah, it does. So two separate kind of, I'm hearing two separate questions. One, it, where, what's my stance or what's KCI's stance on, on that? And it, is that a, a viable way for, to have membership base? Well, let's put that kind of pl- aside for the second. And is that a model from an industry standpoint or just from a fitness standpoint that works? Um, like has that chain has, has this past 12 months has everything that's happened with COVID-19 has that changed people enough that working out at home now becomes a viable solution? My personal opinion is for the vast majority. No, I think it, it being able to work out at home requires a very set personality trait. Um, forget logistics and do you have the, the, the room or the space or the money to, to do it for, put all that aside, you know, not everybody's buying a Peloton, but I don't think, I, I don't think the past 12 months have changed people into the point where they can commit for a long-term solution to their fitness at home. Um, just have the, the discipline and the focus to work out at home right. six days a week. Um, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I, I just don't see that from just from a personal standpoint. I see a lot of people going and spending $3,000 and buying a home gym yeah. and then buying a CrossFit membership and doing it for six months and then quitting yeah. and then getting fat and then coming back to the gym. Because I think, you know, you could have done that before with a pair of dumbbells and right. a bench. You know, everyone had that in their basement growing up. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see it, but I'm a little, as I see all the stuff that's coming online, you know, I could never imagine riding a Peloton every day. Right. It, regardless, you can change the course and you can change the coach and you can change everything. But yep. you're telling me I'm going to strap on to a bike for an hour and 45 minutes every day. Like that sounds like torture. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> for some, it works I don't for see some, it, though. but I'm, I'm interested in, and it's just interesting to kind of see that whole thing come along. It is. And I, and I, it's not a like I, it's a really good thing. I think it's a really good thing that that it's it's put us and and we've been put into positions to consider it as an as an option. Like, can I work out at home? What can I what can I do? You, you know, again, do I have this the space? Do I have the money? Whatever. But 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 can I get myself at at five o'clock on a Friday? Right. Instead of going and, you know, putting a pizza in the oven and grabbing a beer, can I go out into the garage and do seven minutes of burpees or a bench press or go into the Peloton room and can I do it? In the short term, I I completely agree with you. Yeah, people can do it. Um, we did it. For, we, 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 we did, did it. it. Yeah, we, we've done it. Uh, we've done it for a short amount. Of, uh, what was that? You know, eight, ten months ago. But that was about... Even in the end of that, which was what, eight weeks, you were shut down mm-hmm. for two months. Yeah. You know, eighth week, you're like, God, I'm going to go run again. <laughs> I'm going to do uh, right. you know, a dumbbell snatch again, you know? Right. So, yep. So, I think in a, in a really healthy way, I hope it, it's opened people's eyes to at least having to ask themselves that question, having to be really honest with themselves. Um, 
or if they haven't, they'll be forced to. You know, if someone bought a Peloton and they had the money to do it and they say, well, I'm going to Peloton because I can't go to the gym and my spin classes, whatever. Like at some point they're going to have to answer that question. Like this either is or is not for me and, and part of my solution. Same thing with, you know, working out in the garage or, you know, you buy weights and you buy a, a barbell to, to work out. Like, is it who you are or isn't it? Yep. Um, or is it part, is it part of the solution? I think for a lot of people, it could be a small part of it. I mean, honestly, man, that, you know, I'd say a big thing that I've noticed from our community is the, is yeah, people are working out at home, but it's, it's on those ones and twos, those off occasions where it's like, Oh, I can't get in the gym or it's, you know, it's been freezing cold. And some people are like, man, it's just the kids are in school. Like I'll, I'll do the at home workout. Now that's been that's been super cool to see and to be, and to be a part of and say, man, any of those people, you know, before they were members of KCI, would have they done that? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Right. You know, again, they, they probably don't have any equipment at home. It's not, it's not a function of space or equipment. It's, it's a function of the will and the desire and, and, the momentum that is created with the habit of going into the gym and working out that is now perpetuated by you're saying like, Oh, well my normal routines messed up because the kids are distance learning today. And it's a, is snow day a dead thing is, is snow day not a term anymore? Cause now it's just like, it's today's a distance learning today. Surprise. Like that's yep. okay. Well, AMI, they call it an AMI alternative mode of oh. uh, information okay. or something like that. Instruction. Sure. Well, but you still only get so many AMI days, right? So there it is, but no, this week we had zero snow days. Yeah. It was just AM. sleep till noon and get up and do some, <laughs> get some, <laughs> do two hours worth of schoolwork <laughs> is what a snow day looks like at my house. Yeah. I'm kind of sad about that. I, I just, I had snow, like, man, as a kid, right? We've, we've had these snow days and you're like, hallelujah, snow, yeah. like, let's go sledding, whatever you did. But man, so I completely derailed myself. Um, no, the, the, the determination to get a workout in, even if it's not a perfect high intensity CrossFit workout while you're at home on an AMI day, um, that's awesome. And, and I think that that, you know, I see it at KCI, which means it's got to be happening on a larger scale. Um, so as far as health and fitness goes, I, I think this has been a very good awakening for a lot of people to say, who am I? What am I doing? What do I need to do? How does this work? Um, and it's, people are having to answer those questions. Yeah. The other thing that I also just, as you're answering that question is there's no way you could never have done CrossFit like myself five years ago and then start doing CrossFit in the at-home capacity. Like I wouldn't know what a burpee was yeah. or an up-down or how to snatch or how to, you know, so you'd have yep. to have some version of onboarding. Yep. And then, you know, yeah, I can go watch a thousand YouTube videos, but like in class, I mean, I have a coach that's telling mm-hmm. me how to do it. And so I feel like you would be missing out, you know, now I have a baseline of five years of CrossFit. Yeah, I could do some at-home workouts, but yep. I use a coach every time you guys are coaching us, I ask questions. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if I see how that would work unless you were somebody that was pretty good at CrossFit. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one thing that I do feel interesting and how that mode would play out. You know, I would think that the people that do comp train Mm -hmm. or the people that prescribe to other online 
like they're doing CrossFit and then maybe they're, you know, supplementing their workouts with this workout yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever. Yep. It's either an add on to what they're going to the gym and it's an add on, or they've been doing CrossFit long enough that they're in a different stage of life and they're like, Hey, well, I, I've been going to the gym for six, seven, eight years now. I need to work out at home three days a week because of work kids. You've got that all built up and you know what you're doing. Um, it, it's interesting that you mess mentioned that the, uh, that town hall today was, was really interesting. They went over a, uh, kind of exactly what you just thought you're missing out on that onboarding piece when you haven't done CrossFit there. That's in the works. Uh, CrossFit HQ is working on, a essentially a video series of onboarding where your neighbor could go to crossfit.com and say, Hey, I'm new to CrossFit, but I'm not ready to go into the gym yet. Doesn't matter why we're not ready to go into the gym yet. What can I do at home to get started? Uh, CrossFit's working on that, uh, some videos and instructions and stuff. And it seemed, seemed really cool, which is, it's good. Yep. And obviously they're trying to sell the business of CrossFit, but they're not selling the box. No. Right. But I think at the end of the day, the special sauce that you guys are creating is camaraderie, community, yep. and then obviously one-on-one instruction, yeah. which is what gets most people into it anyway. Yeah. Um, so that is interesting. Uh, so to kind of like wrap it up, I think the other one thing, um, you know, class sizes, mm-hmm. um, you know, logging in and, mm-hmm. and registering, you know, we're pretty fortunate the way we have it at KCI, but I imagine if you had a, you know, a box that had 300 members, mm-hmm. you know, do you think that that is, do you think registering, checking in, you know, a limited size of eight, you know, do you see that as a, as an option or would you see like more class times to get people in throughout the day? Oh, good question. Um, both there's, there's probably a healthy mix of both. Um, the reserving, the reserving your spot in class thing isn't like, it isn't brand new to fitness or group fitness. It is newer to the CrossFit space. Um, you know, we just started doing it really out of necessity and it, it has a ton of value from a business standpoint to know exactly who and how many people are coming in a class. Um, so I, I don't necessarily see it going away only because it, it is very, very helpful to make sure that the coach can give everybody the best experience possible. Um, but you guys are not kicking us out of class either. Correct. Whereas like my wife doing pure bar, yeah. if the class is full, it's full and you can't go. Yeah. So we kind of have a little bit of best, both we have a little bit of the best of both worlds right? where, you know, if there's on the login, it might be eight out of nine mm-hmm. and we're the eighth one and we might get there and there might be 12 people in class. Yeah. So we're still able to work out, but it would be depressing if four o'clock, five o'clock and six o'clock were full right. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to work out that day. Right. Yeah. Uh, man, that's kind of I operate in a gray area a lot of times and it's sometimes it's nicer to operate in black and white, but, but I do think there is a gray area and, um, because exactly. Yeah. What if the class is full and you can't work out like that, that doesn't serve you obviously. And it doesn't serve the business. It doesn't serve my mission to help you get into the class. So I think at that point 
the gym owner, or if that ever happens to us, yeah, you need to say, well, how can I offer more classes or what can I do differently to get the people into the gym that I need? And, you know, is that a big, is that a space issue? Like, is it a big decision? Like, do you need to figure out a new space? Yeah. Um, Or is it a, just a logistics issue and do you need different class times? Like what if you shifted everything 30 minutes one way or the other, could you add a class or two? Um, you know, in the case of pure bar, it's purely a, you know, the, the pure bar is a quarter the size of our gym, mm-hmm. you know, so they only have, you know, right. 15 stations. Exactly. You know? I mean, so there's no much, they can't have anybody else. Right. But in CrossFit, there's always, you know, we'll stagger, right. stagger this and yeah. two minute offsets. And, you know, there's always ways to accommodate it. Yeah. But I don't know if I see, you know, 20 people in a class mm-hmm. going forward either. You know, you might see it on a Saturday or you might see it. On right. Some, yeah. Consistently. You know, but you think that there would, that would be a little bit more controlled or if you were to go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, you might see it a little bit more controlled. Yeah, if we have 20 people in a class consistently, we'll either be adding classes or looking at a new lease in a different space. <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. It would also, too, is um, another cool thing about CrossFit is the drop-in. You know, that would mm-hmm. disable the drop-in. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, guy. You know, sorry, Hank. We're full today, you know. <laughs> yeah. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Which which for a while, we, we shut that down just, you know, when... Things were very unclear last year, and we're like, "Well, that that seems like a, a risk or a liability that we weren't willing to take on, just to help somebody out and get a workout in when they're traveling." But we we changed that last fall. Um, so yeah, I I think to wrap a bow on that question, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I mean, a gym owner's a successful gym, you know, can fill time with people. You know, that's really what we're trading out. So yes, at some point, every gym owner, not every gym owner, but most successful gym owners figure out a way to fill more hours of the day. Um, and if people are running full classes, well, there's a later class opportunity. There's an earlier class opportunity. Um, so what a great problem to have. Yeah. (laughs) You know, classes are full and you're overflowing and you're, you know, trying to make room for the extra ones and twos. And, and if there's a consistent problem, uh, you know, the class is always full or over full. Well then that that's a good sign. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm not an entrepreneur, so I have to live through you. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate the insight. I mean, it's something a little different to talk about, but I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting how people are finding, creative and new ways to kind of tackle today's problem. I do too. It's, it is. I mean, that's, it's encouraging to see, you know, um, it's as far as being a business owner, like it, we've, you got to answer some really hard questions and what do you want to do and who do you want to serve? You know, I said some of those gyms are really successful at zoom yeah. And they've transferred a ton of people to Zoom only memberships. Now they have these hybrid models and it's like you've got a Zoom membership or this person has a in gym or you got a little bit of both and um so the the ingenuity and the 
I don't know, the grit of, of G- CrossFit gym owners. I know a lot of people that listen to this right now, they don't see that from what I see and hear, uh, but it, we've had to answer a lot of hard questions. Um, and I think it's helped us further solidify who we are and what we want to do. Um, I mean, we are, I love the group model. Yeah. You know, and I want to be able to serve people in that, in the group model. Um, and you, and you saw the community go away and then come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, not 100%, but yeah. so that kind of advocates to what you guys are doing and yeah. complements it. Yeah. You know, the zoom model, I think would be interesting to see it play out over a three year period. Exactly. Like I think it would, again, the community would support you for, you know, six months but then after a year, it's like, and then, you know, box two is open down the street and it's like, well, see you later, Zoom. I'm going to go do yeah. this again. So I'm tired of it. But yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see a year from now what, you know, has happened to some of those different models and if they're still successful or what that's, how they've grown from that. They've spun off that and now they're doing something different. But um, it is cool to see, it is cool to see the adaptation that's, that's taking place and, you know, I think the fitness industry and I think CrossFit in general specifically is healthier. Uh, I think it's healthier than it was a year ago, honestly. <laughs>